again to the God of Wonders radio program from El Bethel International Ministries. We thank you for joining us. Tonight, the message entitled, Divine Comfort in the Midst of Confusion. King David said, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. How we need God's comfort to give us that steadiness and encouragement to run the race marked out for us with perseverance. May God speak to you through his word tonight. And at the end of the broadcast, we will pray with you and also offer you contact information so that we can further be of assistance to you. God has in His mind great comfort to give to us. You know why? To strengthen us, to encourage us, to keep going until we obtain the price. Praise God. God is the divine author of all true comfort. So God gives comfort in three ways primarily. One is through the Holy Spirit Himself, directly working in my heart and my mind. In the midst of confusion, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of difficulties, God says, I am with you, not just to hear you, but to give you true impartation of comfort. So the first way we get comfort is through the Holy Spirit. We can see that in Psalm 94, verse 17 to 19. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth, thy mercy, O Lord, held me up. In the multitude of my thoughts within me, thy comforts delight my soul. He says, In the multitude of my thoughts within me, with all of the many distractions, with all the many pressures, with all of the burdens, the confusion, the chaos, the uncertainty, the pressures, God says, I will impart my comfort to you. So the writer can say by the Holy Spirit, Lord, in the midst of so many different things that don't seem to have a, a balance in my life, your comforts delight my soul. Your comforts make me to be consoled, to be strengthened, to be encouraged. Praise God. He said, my foot slips, but Lord, your mercy held me up. When we're walking through life, especially in the Christian life, we have attacks from without and within. We have pressures from people, from demonic spirits, from our flesh, which is the old man, the old way of doing things. They all seek to encroach upon the new man's life, the spiritual man's life. God gave us a new man, perfectly created in righteousness, to walk in fellowship with Him, to have genuine comfort. Praise God. God says, I want you to be happy. God is not a taskmaster. God is not a tyrant. He gives comfort so that we can repent and walk worthy of His name. Now, there are two things here. One is comfort that we lose. Comfort that we once had. A solid joy and peace. We lose it by disobedience. By not watching. By not listening to the Word. Not heeding the commandments. By and by, the Word of God loses its hold on our spirit. And what happens? Distress comes in. We get confused. Naturally so. If we don't have the author of faith reigning in our heart, we're going to get the author of confusion. 
which is Satan. We're going to get distressed. We're going to get perplexed. We're going to be hindered in going forward in the spiritual life. That's the first reason. We lose comfort by disobedience, by not attending to the things of God. The second reason is the pressures that come upon a believer who is seeking to live for God. But because the enemy of our soul knows what's at stake, there's a prize, there's a victory that God wants to give. So he's after that prize. He's after our inheritance. So he will bring people on the job, relatives sometimes, friends and neighbors and enemies themselves to come with different approaches to live life but from a totally non-divine source. Psychology and even in Christian world, psychology comes in to make us think that if we can handle it through reasoning, through better discipline, then we'll get relief. God says that His comfort will only delight our souls when we acknowledge that we need Him and we need Him first and foremost. So God gives comfort through the Holy Spirit. Let's turn to the New Testament. Acts chapter 9 verse 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost were multiplied. And this states expressly how God the Holy Spirit gives us consolation when we go through trouble, distress, pain, anxiety, confusion. There's a real battle going on and it happens every day to the believers in varying degrees. The fear of God. They were walking in the fear of God. Now the context is this. That whole chapter is dealing with Saul of Tarsus who became Paul the Apostle. And what happened was when he got converted, he came in to join the apostles. And they were alarmed because he was a murderer. But Barnabas came in and said, this man is truly repented, let's receive him. Well, God the Holy Spirit changed the circumstances. He came in and he worked in the midst of the fellowship to fight against the enemy. The way he did it was, he converted one of the chief leaders of the persecution. How beautiful God works. If we give ourselves over to God and say, Lord, my foot almost slips. Lord, I feel turmoil within my heart. Lord, my mind is full of thoughts that are not comforting. Heavenly Father, intervene according to your promise. If God can come in the midst of severe persecution in the church and give them rest and specifically edify them by the Word of God as they feared Him and give comfort of the Holy Spirit, He can do that for us. What happens is the Word of God, the believers, they all increase. They increase two ways. One is, within their hearts, the Word gets a stronger foundation in them. They get strengthened, truly, and by numbers. God increases the fellowship. So, it says here, they were multiplied. They were edified. They walked in the fear of the Lord. So, the first thing is, having the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, opens our mind to see. True comfort that I need comes not from things, not from diversions, not from trips, not from man who is unsaved, but from the Lord Himself. So I need to turn to Him once more and say, Lord, I am putting a stop on all of my activities so I can seek You once more. Because those who are walking in God, though they have pressures from outside, without, they will continue to walk in the peace and fellowship of God. So we want to regain that if we are under attack. And I believe that people we know personally, including ourselves, are under the attack of the enemy from various sources. And he's looking for the complete halting of God's work in our lives, his chief aim. If he can't get that, secondly, to hinder the progress. See, either way, he wins and we lose because God has great and awesome things for us planned. We can make great strides in the Christian life, be effectual for him to save souls who are dying if we are outside of our own distress. This is not to say that 
persecutions or afflictions will not come. They will always come from without in different degrees. But the difference is my own heart. Whether I'm strengthened and have that endurance. We're going to see in a moment. The first way of divine comfort is the Holy Ghost Himself coming and saying, I will handle it for you if you let me. As long as I say, Lord, I want to do my own research into this. Bring my own reason. Bring my own power, mental or otherwise, God will say, I'm going to be hands off. But the moment we say, Lord, I need you, like David said, I am slipping. Lord, help me to regain my footing that I can walk worthy of your name. The second way is through the Holy Scriptures. Romans 15.4 says that God gives real comfort through the Word itself. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. So the first connection is through the Holy Ghost, by coming to God and saying, Lord, I need you to intervene. Lord, I'm believing you to intervene. Without you at the helm of the ship, at the steering wheel, I cannot go on. I need you to take over and solve my trouble. Second is the Scriptures, the Holy Ghost and then the Holy Scriptures. Romans 15:4. through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have, what? Despair, disillusionment, being perplexed. No, but being comforted for hope. God's saying, I can give you comfort through the Holy Scriptures. All of the things we read in the Bible were written for our learning so that we, through patience and comfort of the Scriptures, might have hope. Patience. What is patience? Endurance. When the Word has open door to our heart. In other words, we say, Lord, I need you to speak to me. If I can't hear your voice, I can't go on. When we come to that point, God will speak. And we open our heart and we say, Lord, this Word is for me to endure. Remember Joseph? In the prison, in affliction, it says, the Word of the Lord tried him. The Word of God, it tries us. It stretches us. It imparts faith when we hear it properly. So that we become comforted. When we get hope, we can pursue the goal again. It's when we don't have comfort that we stop and we sit down and cry. God says, I will comfort you as a mother does her child. When we are downcast, we have to say like David, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, My soul, why art thou downcast within me? I shall yet hope in God. And he shall deal bountifully with me. When you're in the midst of distress, confusion, chaos, weakness, bodily affliction, Lord, where is your comfort? Lord, I need your comfort once more. Lord, things are not going the way I thought. There are afflictions from within and without. Father, grant me the comfort of the Holy Ghost. If the Word of God says He will give comfort of the Holy Ghost, then we can really receive that. Are you willing to receive it? If God says, I can give comfort through the Holy Scriptures, through my very word contained in the pages of the Bible, are you willing to receive it? God says another thing. Comfort comes through godly fellowship. Through holy brethren, God can impart the comfort. As we read in Corinthians, it said this, With the comfort where we're comforted with, we're able to comfort you. How beautiful. It goes all around. Second Corinthians seven, thirteen. Therefore we were comforted in your comfort, yea, and exceedingly the more joyed we for the joy of Titus, because his spirit was refreshed by you all. Titus went to Corinth to see their state and encourage them. He came away comforted. He relayed that message to Paul, and Paul got comforted. Then Paul said in turn, we're all comforted. 
So the Word of God grows as we're edified in the Word of God. The Word of God grows within us. The fellowship gets strengthened. When a person is downcast and the Holy Ghost and the Holy Scriptures and holy people come along and encourages them, they get strengthened to get back on track to win the prize. And the whole fellowship grows. The whole fellowship becomes an effectual force in the kingdom of God against the kingdom of Satan to snatch souls that are dying. Souls in the hospitals who are on the verge of dying, not only losing their physical breath and life, but their souls moments away from hell. So how can I be a comfort and encourage another soul if I am confused? But when I regain that by the grace of God, by the mercy of God, I can go and give a word of true, genuine comfort and say, I am imparting, like Paul said, the comfort wherewith God my Father comforted me, to comfort you so you can have everlasting life. So you can walk the walk, run the race. Second Corinthians 1, verses 3 and 4. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. The effectual communication of divine comfort through the Holy Ghost within my spirit, through the Holy Scriptures to my heart and mind, through the Holy Brothers and Sisters, who speak that word back into my life, can make me to see things for what they really are. Not to become blindsided or have a narrow vision or a confused vision, but a clearness, a clarity that these are the things that are working around me to try to hinder my walk with God. Lord, I need your comfort. Lord, I am feeling burdened. Lord, I am feeling distressed. Give me comfort, O oh Lord. And then God will give that comfort, but we need to believe also. 2 Corinthians 3 and 4 talks about the Apostle saying to the congregation at Corinth, the comfort from God the Father will be that real, effectual, life-changing, course-altering, victorious comfort. And it says here, Blessed be God, blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. Praise God. All comfort means... A comprehensive, thorough, substantial, lasting comfort. People spend money like water seeking counselors, psychologists, priests, gurus all over the place, self-help books, self-help books, programs of all sorts to seek comfort for the soul's problems. But only God gives the genuine comfort that will empower us. See, God is not after a band-aid kind of help. You'll be okay, you'll be better. You can do it much more than that. We need a grace to be imparted into our souls. Real, substantial thing from God. And it says here, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. What are you going through tonight? Is it physical ailment that is giving you distress? Is it people on the job? Is it friends? Is it your own thoughts within you? Is it external pressures from enemies? Is it satanic oppression trying to weigh you down? Whatever it is, God says, I am the God of all comfort. I will comfort you if you seek me. He says, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. Tribulation, trouble, all kinds of trouble. Everything breaking loose. Why? To hinder us. But God says, I will comfort you. That, not to keep it to myself, but so I can comfort others. First and foremost, 
my brothers and sisters, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. The comfort of God comes into us when we are hindered from doing what God calls us to do. There can be demonic thoughts that I cannot do this. Something God has given me to do. I will not be able to do this. It may be in the natural realm or the spiritual realm. But there's a hindrance. There's a procrastination. There's a burden. There's an inability, so it feels like. But when God comes and says, I am with you, like a mother to the child. I will hold you. Jacob, I will strengthen you. I will comfort you. The reason is to once again make us to run for him. And that is the most glorious and rewarding thing for a man and a woman and a child to have. To run with all my might with the comfort of God. Isn't that what the gospel is? It is the good news. If I claim to have the good news, do I have that joy, that comfort? Can I say to somebody, I have good news for you from Jesus Christ, when I don't have a handle on my own heart and my mind, in the multitude of my thoughts within me, all of these different things, that comforts comfort my soul. They like my soul. So I need to get back to that. I pray tonight, God will help us to come back to the anchor of our souls, Jesus Christ, who will give that comfort, impart that comfort as we seek that comfort. See, God does not want us to be full of distress. No matter what trials come, He wants us to have that hope that's sure, that firm footing, that confidence, so that we can go and run for Him with all our might. So we saw three things. The message is divine comfort in the midst of chaos or confusion. In the midst of confusion through various sources and means, within and without, God says, divine comfort I want to give you tonight. I want to give you today. Divine comfort from, number one, the Holy Spirit Himself, the Comforter. Secondly, from the Holy Scriptures. As I give myself and pour over again and again, first of all, reading the Word of God, then meditating on it. Let it work in my mind. See, the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, and it's a discerner of the thoughts and tents of the heart. That means that when the Word of God comes in more and more, and I allow it to work in me, the multitude of the confusion will leave. So I need the Word to come in. I need to imbibe it, drink it in, meditate on it, keep on consoling myself in the Holy Scriptures. Through patient, patience, and the comfort of the Holy Scriptures. That means my Bible is much better than a teddy bear. My Bible is much better than a blanket. How many people look to consolation to gain that from everything, anything and everything but the Word of God? We have to say, Lord, this is the genuine comfort. I'm going to be in the Word, meditating on it. And it will drive out. It's a guarantee. The Word of God will grow in you and multiply to drive out chaos and confusion from Satan. It will give you an anchor so that with Paul, we can say, with all of the distress, even if all forsook me, the Lord stood with me. Paul got great strength from God. David, same thing. When everyone deserted him, he encouraged himself in the Lord. You know why? Because he knew where to turn to. He knew who to turn to. Second, he knew that he should believe that person, God Almighty. God rewards those who diligently seek him always who believe that He is there for them and diligently seek Him. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Scriptures, Holy Fellowship, Holy Brothers and Sisters, who have not attained to some status on their own, but 
through the comfort coming to them from God. So as they derive comfort from God, they're able to pass that on to others. So imagine the strength of the early church when they comforted themselves in the Holy Ghost, when they comforted themselves through the Holy Scriptures, when they comforted one another, the Word of God grew and multiplied. That's what God wants. God wants a multiplication in our own hearts individually and in the fellowship. So we can be His hands and feet in this world. We can be true ambassadors to save souls. Praise God. So the comfort of God comes through the Holy Ghost, Holy Scriptures, Holy Fellowship. If we cut off any one of these three avenues, we will be that much bereft of that comfort that God wants to give. He has designed all these areas to constantly nourish and encourage. You've heard the expression, divide and conquer. It is said in the, in the jungles that the lion, you might have seen this, will wait patiently, the devil like a roaring lion, to see how he can separate brothers and sisters in the fellowship so he can attack them when they're alone. These are the three sources, but how exactly to appropriate this and receive it? It's not enough to know who to turn to, but... How do I practically, personally benefit in my soul of this comfort of God? First thing is humility before God. I cannot get comfort from God unless I humble myself in honest confession that, Lord, I need you. Lord, you are the peace giver. You are the peace. I have lost some peace and comfort. I need you to restore that. God, I want to come clean before you. And, Lord, I want to honestly say, if I myself have had anything to do with losing that comfort, that's the first thing we should say. Lord, am I responsible for the lack of comfort I have now? In any way, shape, or form. When I come to God like that, God will show me what's my responsibility, what I've done. Then God says, I will forgive you if you but confess. So we need God to show us where we have contributed to our own confusion. But, praise God, once that's out of the way, or not even there, we're coming to God because of external trials that we have nothing to do with. It's satanic attack. God says, I can help you, provided you're honest, you're humble, and you believe me. When I say, I will comfort you, I say, God, that's good, but I'll take you and other sources as well. God won't compete with anybody. He's God Almighty. When he says, I can comfort you, we have no right to go to another avenue of comfort. Divine comfort comes through the Holy Ghost, Holy Scriptures, Holy Brothers, Holy Fellowship. If we take God and we also take a pill, you know, if we're pill happy, as they say. I'm not talking about for headache or something like that, but people for anxiety, constantly, it becomes an addiction. That is, the, that is denying God. Certain times, it's understandable. But when it becomes, I have God and, then we don't really have God, because God won't compete. When I say, Lord, I'm coming to you on my knees, on my face, and saying, restore your comfort to me. Lord, if I had something to do with my own loss of comfort, my own confusion, I have thought things I shouldn't, I have said things I shouldn't, I have invited words from other people that I shouldn't have, forgive me, Lord, and He'll forgive. Lord, I don't have any of that, but... I'm being attacked. My circumstances are shifting like sand. I'm losing footing. Lord, my foot slips in the multitude of my thoughts within me. Lord, your comfort delight my soul. God will give that comfort. So, humble ourselves. Get alone with God. Honestly confessing. And then saying, Lord, I believe you. I believe in God who is the rock of my life. He is steadfast. 
He will give that comfort. God will give that comfort when we say, Lord, I believe you. And also, before our brothers and sisters, when someone speaks into our lives, when God has sent that person or persons, whether it's through pastors, other brothers and sisters, lay people, whether it's through evangelists, whether it's through teachers, whoever it is, I can still, knowing where to get the comfort and how to get it, block myself from receiving the comfort by the multitude of my thoughts within me. When I don't receive the instruction or the edifying words, when I say, but I still have these things I have to work out, that is denying the power of God. We have to say, I'm putting all things down before the face of the Almighty God and saying, Lord, I'm ready for your comfort. Lord, if you say you'll strengthen me, Father, I receive it in Jesus' name. And when we believe like that, we'll receive it. If a brother or sister's giving comfort, and we go on belaboring the points of our own confusion, our own distress, can God work? It's hard for God to work then, see? Because it's either His word should come and clarify the situation, dispel the doubts and the fears, or I will keep on meditating on my own thoughts. David said, In the midst of my thoughts, your comforts delight my soul. It came in and dispelled the darkness, the confusion. So God gives the comfort when we say, Lord, I'm willing to hear you. I'm willing to hear you. Humble myself. Honestly confess whether I had anything to do with it. Then say, Lord, I am open. I will put my hand on my mouth and open my ears to receive your comfort. Then we'll get that true comfort. Because you know what I said once to all of us, beloved, is to continue to provoke us to rehearse the negative things. He wants us to continue to rehearse, if not in words, which are the most deadly to ourselves and others, then in our minds, because that will keep us off balance. It will keep us doubtful and fearful, anxious, and we cannot go and do what God wants us to do. We cannot have the victory. And in turn, we cannot comfort other people. So it's a chain reaction. But if I say, Lord, the anchor of my soul, Jesus, rest in me, Lord, that I can get that rest for my soul. Once more, and praise God, God is the most merciful, loving, benevolent person in the whole universe. He'll never say, you asked me for comfort yesterday, you're coming back again. He's not that kind of person. He'll comfort us every day, day in, day out. If only we come to Him and say, Lord, I need your comfort. Oh, Jesus, like a mother with a child, you said you comfort. Why did God speak those words? Because He's a tender God. God is a loving God. He's so tender-hearted that He feels our pain. And because He feels our pain, He wants to give us relief. But He says, if you come to me honestly, I'm ready to pour out everything for you. So he may come through directly the Holy Ghost in our heart, the Holy Scriptures through our mind and heart, through holy brethren, through the ears, mind and heart, as we hear the words of encouragement. Are we willing to receive that? When we hear the word that God is in control, it'll be alright. Do we believe it? Do we receive it? When we hear the words, God has a plan for you, Christian, you know he has a plan of salvation. But within that plan, he has a specific goal for you to reach and have victory. To mature in Him. Do you believe it? Do you receive it? God will comfort you. We praise God that you've been able to join us once again on this broadcast and trust that God's Word has spoken to your heart to give you that divine comfort in the midst of any confusion that you might be facing. If you'd like to contact us, please do email us contact at L. Bethel International Ministries dot org. 
That's contact at L Bethel, E L B E T H E L, International Ministries dot org. And if you'd like to write us, please write us at L Bethel International Ministries, PO Box nine six six, Goshen, New York one zero nine two four, USA. That's L Bethel International Ministries, Post Office Box nine six six, Goshen, New York. 10924 USA. You may also reach us by phone, toll free in the United States. You may dial 1-866-271-8167 or 845-360-0534. We look forward to hearing from you. Finally, our magazine entitled Delight in Jesus is available free of charge and you may request that when you write or call or email us. Now let's pray. Blessed Father in heaven, we thank you and glorify your name for your precious word. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us how the comfort of the Holy Spirit comes to us and the comfort of your holy scriptures and the comfort of godly people in the midst of our confusion. God, we thank you for making available all these three avenues so that we might be helped and consoled, encouraged and strengthened to walk after you, Lord, with all of our heart, with our whole desire. We thank you, God, for meeting the needs of many, many people who are listening in. Lord, bless them abundantly. Strengthen them, Lord, by your word, for your name's sake. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Until next time, may God richly bless you. you